Welcome to The Edge Podcast. The Edge is the weekly youth service of Victory Family Center, and our heart is to see this generation encounter Jesus like never before. Now let's check out this week's sermon. We're going to start a new sermon series today. I'm so excited for this. Uh, I believe that God's going to speak to every single one of us here today. Okay, I want to just encourage you to take notes, all right? Uh, And I'm going to tell you where to take notes, okay? So this is going to help, all right? So uh, this series is called 2080. Everybody shout 2080. Okay, now who here is 13 years old? Alright, if you lie right away, we're going to kick you out of the hall. Alright, who's 13 years old? You are legitimately 13 years old. Can you raise your hand? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Okay. Hey, we want to say we love A-level students. We love all the 13-year-olds here in this place. Alright, we want to tell you, this is your crowd. This is your family. Every Saturday, join us here. We love you so much, right? We got chocolate here for you. Okay, so the ushers, you guys can hand out. The chocolate, if you are 13 years old, keep your hand up. Stop lying in the house of God. The whole front row. All right? <laughs> right, pass out. Yeah, if, no, wait, Ashes, Ashes, check the IC. No, I'm kidding. No, I, right, come on, Fiona, come on, help me out. Just make sure that they are actually 13. <laughs> you can always count on 7 8 to lie. No, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. All right, right, all the 13 years <laughs> Katriel, Katriel is 13. Shout out to Katriel. Is Ian Patrick here? Ian, Ian's also here. Ian, Ian got a kinovano, alright. Okay. I hope there's enough. Jermaine, come on. Jermaine, you're like almost 22. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. That's a bad joke. You're not so far from it, alright. <laughs> I think because you support the Warriors, it ages you, alright. Uh, hey, 13 years, we are, we are so. <laughs> Someone's pulling the usher to life or something. Um, alright. Hey, I'm gonna blow your mind with some math. Okay, you guys ready? Alright, okay. Alright, so, alright, the first mind-blowing truth, okay, for all the 13 years So 13 years ago, listen to this, okay? You are 13 years old this year. I spent the whole week on this, yeah, alright. Yeah. Somebody make sure Ethan's okay, alright? I have a second mind-blowing fact for you. You were born in 2010. I, right. It's, it's, it's the anointing of God. Yeah. You were born in... Okay. This is the third mind-blowing fact, okay? No matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you will keep growing older. Isaac, you're crazy, man. I know. Yeah. Uh, ben, you guys can come up. Right, let's go. That's it. <laughs> um, hey, you know, in, in, in fact, you're going to keep growing older. In year 2080, if you're 13 years old here today, you're going to be 70 years old. Okay? No, no, that, that's, that, no that, that's not part of the that, that's a fact. <laughs> okay, uh, and if you're not 13 years old, you're going to be much older, right? So maybe Tim, you're going to be like 95, something like that. No, okay. Remember Tim Lewis? Uh, we're all going to, we're all going to, no matter how we try, we're all going to grow older. Alright? And now, how many of you guys here want to be still loving God, passionate about God at 70? 
Hey, we all want to be, right? Uh, the Bible promises that actually it's possible, right? In Psalms 92, uh, verse 14 and 15, it says, even in old age, uh, this is our key scripture for uh, the series, even in old age, they'll keep producing fruit. They'll remain vital and green. They'll declare the Lord is, great, the Lord is just. He is my rock and there's no evil in Him. All right? It's possible for us to live at 70, still loving God, still passionate about God. Okay, now the thing is that there are some things that I did when I was 13 that six years now, like six years later now, I don't read. I uh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Like, uh, twelve years later, now that I don't do anymore. Okay, I made a share with you, right? Uh, I you remember when I was thirteen, right? What was so popular for me, and you guys can check on the screen, was pencil cases, and not just any pencil case. It was the the click pencil case. Some some they're gonna they're gonna help me out. You need the visual for this. Right, right. It's like you press this. Then the other side come out, you put your razor there, you close it back, like, wow, there's so many. Um, I was so jealous of all my friends that had it. I never had that for myself. And my birthday is on the 25th of October, right? There, there's so many pencil cases, like, uh, I remember being so fascinated with that. And then I was 13, but then, like, I kind of matured and grew up a bit. And I realized that what I really wanted was a smiggle zip pencil case. This, uh, yeah. And, no, this actually has like, no, this is not good. Okay, I, I don't know. I was in love with this. There was no function to this. Is there any function to this? Somebody explained to me, how, how is this like useful? But it was so cool, right? You don't see the person like, I remember the whole thing like, wow, this guy, okay, pretty cool. Um, I, I, I love this. Oh, no, don't shut down. Sorry, give me a second. I need to restart my laptop. Right, uh, I, I used to love my pen, uh, pencil cases. Another thing that I used to love when I was 13 was High School Musical. Right? Yeah! <laughs> Okay, and this is not the, this is not the, not the TV version. This is the movie version. All right, yeah. The soaring, star in heaven. All right, I can't sing. All right, but yeah, dude. Uh, high school musical. I remember like we memorized all the lines and everything. It was like super cool. Uh, the the, the song in the canteen. What is it called? Something status quo. Stick to the status quo. Right? Yeah, the, uh, I, I used to love High School Musical. I still, still do love High School Musical. Uh, I remember when I, was, uh, when I was 13, right? I, I used to make fun of people who like Korean stuff. Like people who, make, like, who like Korean stuff. Like, I always liked that as the cringy and everything. Uh, I remember like, like, what was very popular was Girls' Generation, uh, Big Bang. and Anyone, anyone recognize this band? Anybody recognize this band? No, they don't recognize. Like, this is a super junior, right? In case you don't know, this is a super junior. They were super, like, they were super. But that, <laughs> like, stop, I'm not gonna dance. This is stop. <laughs> See, you did. Right. <laughs> Okay, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> I'm going to find out who decided to do that later. <laughs> right, hey, uh, how many guys remember Super Junior? Yeah, Super Junior was really popular yeah, in, my, in my time. Uh, some of you guys might find it hard to receive from me because like, I mean, so, so I was 13 years old and I, I didn't like, and then now, now like uh, 12 years later, I didn't know how much I would like current stuff now. So it's like kind of an awkward thing to like, oh, actually, it's pretty cool. Some of you guys might find it hard to receive from me because I like all this current stuff and you're a bit like cringy and everything. All right, I remember when I was in, uh, <laughs> Zach, 
All right, I know, yeah, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, I just want to acknowledge that that is true. Uh, when when I was in when I was in Stack One, right, I had a friend that he, that he used to love Girls' Generation, right, and then so on his on his room, right, he would paste like a Girls' Generation poster and everything, and I used to judge him so much, like, dude, why are you, why are you doing this and everything? Uh, and then now like, I'm, I'm I'm like on the same side of him. Uh, so if you cannot receive from me, right, I want to let you know that the person that did that, right, was Region Force Youth Minister Marcus Tan. Okay. So, Marcus, yeah, right? It's true, right? It's true. Shawnee should die. Right? Let's get Marcus up to dance. Now, okay, now, now, okay, now, okay, now, okay, now. Um, So, if you find it tough to receive from me, region four, good luck. Right? It's your YM. All right? So, uh, right? Uh, <laughs> um, I used to make my real current stuff. And, you know, I used to love pencil cases. Now, I don't really so much, right? I, I used to love High School Musical. Now, it kind of faded off. I, I stopped watching High School Musical. I used to make fun of people like current stuff. And now, I don't do, do that so much. You know, I have friends that at 13... Jesus was something that they, 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 they used to like, know. Like, their faith and Christianity was something they used to do. And now they don't do that so much. Right? You know, the goal of this series today is to ask the question, how do we stay solid in the long haul? How do we keep loving Jesus until we're 70? You know, passion rises and falls. Longevity is underrated. And you know, the thing is, right, that this is a struggle for our generation because we're known to be a generation that's non-committal. Everyone shout non-committal. Alright, what does that mean? That means that we don't commit to, like, we don't want to commit to anything. Alright, we don't commit to decisions, we don't commit to uh, uh, the, the things that we want to do, we don't commit the in different choices that we make. And, but actually, can you really blame us? Like, we have so much options, right? On YouTube, I can see any video I want. On Spotify, I can choose any song I want, right? Uh, and and there's, there's an ever-expanding, like, like uh, even in education, right? We can study overseas. We can take a gap year, internship, traineeship, right? It's something in your classrooms. I know in JC now, Angel was talking about it. It's like a flipped classroom approach, right? Online lectures, hybrid learning. There's so many options. And you know, a generation that's spoiled for choice creates a very unique value system in their life. Right, that, that's unique to any other generation before us. If I have unlimited options, there's always the question, what if I did something else? Right? If there's, and there's so many choices, I wonder how I would feel if I did something else. I wonder how I feel if I tried something else. And what that means, that the, that what it results is that the main criteria for decision making and choices and values become our feelings. Become our feelings. Everybody say feelings. Alright? Now, I was saying just now that I love school, okay? And one of the best parts I thought of my school life was school uniforms, alright? Uh, and so, uh, in part of my rigorous sermon preparation, uh, I have to research this kind of stuff. So, I'm going to present with, for you the top three ugliest school uniforms in Singapore, okay? If you are from that school, I'm sorry, okay? I'm sure they produce excellent students and everything. Do you actually do you have any, like, recommendations? Who do you think, like, sounds... <laughs> okay, other than the obvious ones, like, the... I don't know if you're I know number number three. Okay, number three. I hope none of y'all are actually on these photos, right? But okay, Tsenghua Secondary. Tsenghua Secondary. This is that screen uniform. Okay? If you're on the stream, I'm Yafa Tsenghua. We love you. You are a good student. I'm just saying that your uniform is needs improvement. Um I remember like seeing some online comment that said that they look like the students just graduated straight from McDonald's. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Is anybody from Tsenghua? Is anyone Tsenghua? No? Okay, let's blame them. Okay, no, Tsenghua. Two way, even in this kind of thing, you want to lie. You even want to say that. What? We need to pray for you. Tsenghua, second most ugliest, St. Margaret Secondary School. Alright? Okay? And the reason for that, yeah, you, you understand. The reason for that is because uh, they look like the employees of a very famous like dessert chain, right? Which is, uh, what, what dessert chain is this? 
Krispy Kreme, right? They look like Krispy Kreme uh, employees, all right? Uh, once again, they produce, they're good students. I don't want to get in trouble. Very good, the uniform, all right? Uh, but I think, like, by far, by far, okay, the ugliest school uniform ever in Singapore is Compassville Secondary School. Okay? I, is there any other options? Email me, okay? Let me know. Like, no, no has option. Tell me, tell me afterwards. Okay? Tell me the, the, the school. There's so many different options that... that um, I think this was like the ugliest school uniform that I've ever seen. I know now they've changed it a bit. They've changed it, right? But it's still quite ugly. But this was like the worst, alright? Uh, um, uh, they say that over there, like, the tables are very clean because they got enough tablecloths there already, right? And, uh, everything is like settled, alright? Um, I was actually I was actually from Compassville, uh, and you know, uh, one day in Sec 2, right, I was just like uh, at waiting for uh, waiting for the bus at a bus stop, right? So it's at this bus stop. Just trying to like show you everything at this bus stop. Uh, and then uh, I was actually like having a conversation with my friend. Okay, so now I'm a visual person, and like uh, I want to give you an idea of what like the, the setting that I was in, okay? So I was talking to his friend, and this friend is like, the best way I can describe him is that he looks like a, like a hobbit, okay? No, I'm, I'm like, for real, okay? He looks a bit like this, all right? Um, and in case you're thinking like, I want to clarify, you're like, Caleb, you're trying to be mean. Yeah, I am trying to be mean, all right? Um, so he, he was, I was talking with him, uh, and then, so this is how the conversation go, okay? So he just came and approached me and said, Caleb, okay, hear me out, okay? Uh, you believe in God, right? And I said, yes. He says, and you believe there's heaven and hell, right? And there's consequences after death. He said, yes. And I, I, I said, yes, right? And then he said, okay, but you see, right? Caleb, see, right? If I choose not to believe in it, then there is no heaven and hell. And I was like, wait, what? Like, wait, 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 say that again. And so he just, yeah, like, okay, see, so you think there is, right? And so, like, you think it's happen. But if I don't believe in this, look at it, poof, it doesn't happen to me. I can live my life. And I tried to explain to him, I was like, okay, no, bro, you can believe that, that you're not going to walk in a lamppost. It doesn't change the fact there is a lamppost. I was trying to explain, 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 explain everything. But he was so adamant, you know, you know what? What I feel dictates my reality, right? What I believe changes like it, it changes my life and you know that she in the sound i know not all of us believe that but you know here in this place our generation sometimes we struggle with that that our feelings sometimes we hold it to such a high regard that it becomes our reality now is there anything wrong with listening to our feelings it's not there's nothing wrong there is something wrong sorry right but the, the our feelings were actually we are made with feelings right so god created us with feelings we have joy happiness sadness anger these were placed by god to be part of our DNA and makeup, all right? Now, the question, right, is that do we love our feelings more or God more? Okay, I'll put it another way for you, okay? Do we believe that we should follow our feelings more or do we believe that we should follow God more? Okay, all right? Now, it's time for Bible quiz time. How are you guys ready for Bible quiz time? Woo! Okay, all right, here's the question, okay? Uh, I don't know if we've got any more Kinder Bueno, but the first person answers, he gets a Kinder Bueno. Do we have any more Kinder Bueno? Ashes? We have one? Elson, Elson you have one? Oh, you won. Okay, right. Uh, okay, I don't even have. Right. Hopefully, uh, you know, you can come to me claim a price later. All right, okay. This is the quiz, okay? How many times in the Bible? Imagine, <laughs> Imagine if you get it like that. Seven, right? Okay, how many times in the Bible have men loved something more than God and it turned out well for them? Yeah. <laughs> All right, but actually, you're AML. I don't know if it counts. Now, okay, now, okay. All right, yeah, yeah. It's correct, right? How many times have, have we loved something more than God and it turned out okay for them? How many times? 
every single time we love something more than God, every single time the people of God love something more than God, it always messed up their life. It always ended up bad for them. All right, and we're going to actually take a look at that. Okay, so uh, actually the, the 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 technical term for something that we love more than God is called an idol. Everyone say idol. Alright, now when we think of an idol, we might think of the thing that your grandparents have at home, right? Or that, that temple that you walk past on your way to school and everything. Okay, yesterday I was with Weishan and Zoe, Patrick's connect group, uh, and we had connect group out. Uh, we have a picture. Yeah, okay. Uh, and so we went to get uh, ice cream at Denny's, alright? Uh, and yeah, I know it's like, yeah, you're a church connect group, you take a picture right behind her. Okay, but yeah, so this was for the sermon, right? Uh, so... You might think of that, right? You might think like, oh, that, that kind of idol and everything. Uh, and you know, this is, not like a, this is not like a new thing, but all throughout eternity, right? all throughout humankind, it's always someone's taking a picture of like, them. I right, know, right? That, that, that is not their celebration. Um, all throughout humankind, uh, humans, we actually struggle with idols, all right? Uh, and, and I show this picture because I want to give a shout out to Weishan and Zoe, who's leading such a great connect group. Um, and I want to acknowledge because like, they have actual lives. Okay, your connect group leaders have actual lives. Alright, your connect group members, if you don't love your connect group leader, you need to like, like love them, bless them. If you bless them, right, you're going to have a better connect group. You're going to have a better connect group night out. And I'm so thankful for what you did yesterday, uh, taking us out the ice cream uh, and letting us uh, enjoy ourselves. Alright, um, so uh, yeah, you might think of an idol like that. Alright, and the Bible gives us another clear example of it. Uh, and so it, it, we're going to go to Exodus 32 verse 1 to 5. Okay, Exodus 32 verse 1 to 5. Alright, we're talking about idols. An idol is anything that takes the place of God in your heart. Alright, anything that takes the place of God in your heart. Alright, Exodus 32 verse 1 to 5. You guys there? Okay, we give it a bit more time. Exodus 32. We're going to read from verse 1 to verse 5. Caleb, you want to read it for us? Caleb Tan. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's make it a whole Caleb Tan series sermon. Hey, let's give it up for Caleb as he comes to show. Yeah, wearing short pants, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah, your knees will see Jesus. When the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. So Aaron said, take the gold things from the ears of your wives and sons and daughters and bring them to me. All the people took the gold rings from their ears and brought them to Aaron. Then Aaron took the gold and melted it down and molded it into the shape of a calf. When the people saw it, they exclaimed, O Israel, these are the gods who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Aaron saw how excited the people were, so he built an altar in front of the calf and then he announced, tomorrow will be a festival to the Lord. Come on, let's give it up for Caleb. (laughs) Thanks, Caleb. 
Yeah, so Caleb just read the verse, right? And this, we actually, what we pick up was a story where Israel just came out of the land of Egypt. Uh, and actually, they were actually, uh, Moses went away, okay? So Moses was with God in the mountain. And what they did was the people of Israel, they were like, okay, we got nothing to do. There's no much time. Let's make a fake idol. So they got all the earrings, right? And they melted it all together and they built this massive idol, right? And they made a golden calf. Alright, uh, so I'm not talking about like they made some golden like leg thing. No, they, they say they made a golden like sheep, like you know, calf? Sheep, like the cow, smaller cow, right? Smaller cow, that's a calf. Alright, so yeah, so they, they made this golden calf, right? Okay, and uh and, and they and they bowed down to worship this false fake idol. What is an idol? An idol is anything that takes the place of God in your heart. They worship some golden calf. And you know you think about it, like actually of all the animals you can choose, why choose a calf? Right? Uh, why, of, of all the things that Aaron could make, right? He could make like, I don't know, they just came out of the Red Sea. They could make like a sea, uh, maybe like some kind of ocean god. No, they make a calf, right? Actually, the reason for that, right, is believed that Aaron got the idea from Egypt where they were, right? So Israel, as a people, they were actually enslaved. They were like servants in this land of Egypt. And then God brought them out, all right? But in Egypt, right, there was actually this great god called Apis, all right? Apis, and he was like the bull god, all right? Alright, so this, this was him, right? Okay, uh, uh, him. This was, I don't know what you call God. What's the pronoun for God? Alright, but okay, Epis was actually the most important God in Egypt and he represented the core cultural values and understandings of all Egyptians. Alright, uh, it, it was also often associated with Egyptian kings and represented the strength and vitality of the monarch. Okay, you know what's the first problem with idols? Is that they're not your God. The first thing we need to catch about idols is that they're not our God. It's somebody else's God. It's some other idea. It's somebody else's intention. But sometimes we, we, we take that intention and we make it for ourselves. You know, feelings are not your God. Feelings were never meant to be your God. Feelings could be some, uh, uh, our generation's God, our generation, but they're not meant to be our God. Not the people who know Jesus and know a God who has set them free. They're not our God. Right? It represents other people, a God of other people, but it's not our God. You know, the second problem with idols, even as the, uh, maybe not the band, but the keys can come up. Right? The second problem with idols, I don't look at Darren automatically. Darren's not on keys. Someone else is on keys, right? Okay, uh, but the second problem with idols is that idols are dead. Alright, idols are dead. Okay, and we become like what we worship. This is why it says in the Bible, right? In Psalms 135, uh, 17 and 18, it says they have ears but they do not hear, nor is there any breath in their mouth. Those who make them become like them, so all who trust in them. Alright, and what the psalmist is saying is that uh, they actually, people used to make idols and they actually have no ears to hear. They got no mouth to assure us. They got no heart to, to feel what we feel. And because they are so they are so empty, we actually become like the gods we worship. Right? Even in Jeremiah two verse five it says, Thus says the Lord, what wrong did your uh, this verse is such like such a verse. If we can catch this today, the Bible says in Jeremiah two verse five it says, Thus says the Lord, what wrong did your fathers find in me? That they went far from me and went other went after worthlessness and become worthless themselves. You know, if we worship a God that that is so I worship an idol that's dead what we often find ourselves is that we find ourselves spiritually dead we find ourselves spiritually mute unable to hear God's voice unable to, to, to speak with God's authority we find ourselves spiritually blind we, we blind to see the needs around us blind to see how God wants to use us in our generation we find ourselves spiritually deaf to the leading and the direction of the God all because of a fake idol and the last thing the third problem with idols is that God explicitly tells us not to worship idols Right in Exodus 20 verse 2 to 3, God tells Moses, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must have no other God but me. I'm going to read that again. It says, I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must have no other God but me. 
you know what our generation loves to do? We're going to, let, let's keep that verse over there, Genesis, uh, Exodus 20, verse 2 to 3. You know what our generation loves to do? Our generation loves to look at a verse like that and uh, if we can put all the verses, I know it might be hard with the ratio, right? Uh, 2 to 3, right? Is that we look at this verse and then we kind of go like, we focus on the, like, you must have no other gods but me. Right, we focus on like the restriction. We look at this verse and go like, God, why? Why God is so restrictive? It's so constricting. Why are, are you God? Are you insecure? God, are you like scared? Like it's so traditional, it's so like like old school. Like God, why 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 God? And you know another reason, another way that we can read a verse like this is that we can actually look at a verse and go like, okay, God, why? God, why did you say that? You know, in, uh, in Psalms 119, the Bible says. Then God, would you open my eyes to understand the wonderful truths in your instructions? Not the wonderful truths when you touch me at the altar. Not the wonderful truths uh, uh, when, when, when I get that goosebump feeling. It's that wonderful truths in your instructions. You know that God's commands and God's laws, inside, hidden in them, are wonderful truths? That when God writes this, it's not to constrict you, it's not to keep you down, but it's actually the, it's, 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 it's with a heart full of love that He gives us these instructions. Alright? Uh, and, and it's actually uh, when we read this verse we might see a verse full of instruction but it's a verse full of love before we read uh, before we read it says that you must have no other God before me the Bible actually says that I am the God who rescued you from the land of Egypt the place of your slavery okay and I want you to imagine for a moment with me if you're Israel alright if you're stuck in the middle of a ravaging Egyptian army that's chasing you alright and you are and then in front of you is a sea that's as white as you can see Right, it's torrential, it's overflowing. We got a graphic for you, but I know this might not might spoil the spiritual moment, but this is the extent of my skill making in, in slides. If you are stuck in this situation, it's gonna toggle between a few. Right, okay. I want to let you know that I made it through uni with this, okay? So, but if you're stuck, right? If you're in the middle, right here, and in front of you is just like a massive a river that's just the widest river you can make. You go like, there's no way I can cross this river. And then you look behind you and then there's just so many Egyptian soldiers like that's chasing you and like coming after you, trying to attack you and you are right here in the middle of it. Maybe this is too visual. Where is apps? Right. Can young person? Can I just tell you the truth? If you're right there in the middle, your idols do nothing for you. You can worship a golden calf until your knees bleed, until you give your whole life to that word. If you're stuck in that middle, nothing, no idol, nothing could ever meet your need. Nothing could ever deliver from a situation. You know the thing is about idols is that while we love our idols, our idols don't love us. While, while, while we pursue them, while we, like, uh, we, we prioritize and everything, but our idols do not love us. You know what our idols never did? Uh, uh, you know, in our generation, we worship our feelings. We love our feelings. Our feelings don't love me. Uh, no, they're bad English. Our feelings don't love us. Can I tell you, my feelings, my feelings don't have a plan and purpose for my life. My feelings is never able to lead me beside still waters and restore my soul. My feelings did not break through hell and the grave, came on earth, died a sinner's death, humbled himself on the cross and died for me and he broke the powers of sin and death of my life. I have no more shame, I have no more guilt. It wasn't because of a feeling. It wasn't because of just trying to worship some feeling. No, it was because 
Only God could do that. Only God. You know, if you're stuck in that situation, only God could save you. Only God could deliver you. And that's why God says, you know what? Have no other gods beside me. Have no one else that you worship. Have no one else that you bow to because only I can save you from your situations. Only I can deliver you. Only I can set you free. And we come to and go like, God, why, 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 why? When actually there's wonderful truths behind it. Behind every instruction, there's a loving God pulling us deeper into relationship with Him. Can I tell you, God loves you so much today. And, and you're here today. Maybe you're, you're kind of like, I was feeling it during worship. Maybe you're here today and like, uh, I just feel like you maybe sometimes we call it like a bad attitude but maybe even in church like now you're finding it hard to like connect with church or like you're finding it just a struggle because like you, you feel like there's maybe like rules and everything maybe it's like a weird situation for you and yeah, I think maybe you know where you're at I, I feel like God wants to, wants to touch your life today He wants to speak to you in a powerful way He wants to just begin to show you His love He wants to just begin to overwhelm you with, with, with who He is alright uh, our idols do not love us um you know, there's a time a few years back when through like a series of events like so I don't have like some amazing like crazy testimony of like how like I was suicidal and then like God saved me or like I was ran over by accident or something but uh, I just know that through my life like there are different times where uh, I just feel really stuck and feel really like uh, like okay, I, I know so much about God but I feel like I cannot feel Him and, and I feel just a bit helpless in that um, and I think there was just a, a serious situation happening in my family and my friends that it kind of made me feel very like uh, like unforgiving, right? So um, you know, if I had followed my feelings, then I would have like continued to be sad, to hold on, and to be bitter. Uh, and no amount of like talking to my friends and family could ever change like that like, could, could ever like change my, my my how I was feeling. Um, and in that season, right, the only thing that actually got me through was that like God began to speak to me to to, to run to His presence day and night. So uh, in the morning, I would like get up and I like try to run to this place in Pongo uh, and I'll run there and then after that in the night like, I'll try to run back there again um, and you know like if I had followed my feelings I'd probably be like so bitter if I had followed my feelings I, I wouldn't I, I would be so like just stuck within myself but as I just continue to run towards God and I like, literally run like I mean like like drop <laughs> like run towards Him right cheesy uh, and as I run towards Jesus right like God began to do a work in my heart uh, like I begin to, I begin to hear his voice just so clear. Uh, I begin to understand his love for me, uh, and, and that, that that one week of my life was just a, such a week where I understood the love of God. Like I know without a shadow of a doubt that God loves me. Like I, for the rest of my life, I, I have no ability to deny. Like because God met me in that one week, right? Uh, and we don't want to follow our feelings because only God can set us free. Okay, how do we ensure that we don't bow down on the idol of feelings? God tells Moses in Exodus twenty verse 23 to 24 the, whole, the rest of men can join us right, it says remember Exodus 20 verse 23 to 24 it says remember you must not make any idols of silver or gold to rival me build for me an altar made of earth and offer your sacrifices to me your burnt offerings and your peace offerings your sheep and goats and cattle build my altar wherever I cause my name to remember and I'll come to you and bless you Right? And what we, the, the key that we catch here in the scripture is that God says, instead of building all these idols, I don't want you to build idols wherever you go. I want you to build altars. Okay, and what an altar is, is that the, the nation of Israel, they, were, they didn't have like a land, right? So they didn't have a, they didn't have a place to stay. So wherever they go, they would just, they would just keep moving. Like they were traveling around. Uh, and the Bible says that, okay, wherever you go, I want you to make an altar. Wherever you travel to, whatever new place you go to, whatever thing you step into, I want you to make an altar. What does an altar represent? It actually represents like a fresh surrender in our hearts, right? That no matter how it's been before, I'm, I'm, I'm 
putting stones together and saying, okay, God, right here, I'm going to sacrifice, I'm going to surrender. You know, can we be young people that, you know, in every place that we go, every decision that we make, everything that we do, let's have a fresh sacrifice in our hearts. Say, God, I want to honour you in every decision. I want to honour you. Maybe it comes towards like a, a school thing, you're deciding what school to go to. In that moment, make an altar. Say, God, Lord, I want to, I want to surrender. I want to hear your voice. I want to do what you want me to do. Maybe it's a tough situation in your family and before you just begin to like flare up and begin to do everything you do, takes a few moments and God, how do I honour you now? How do I honour you? I want to live a life making altars. Instead of making idols, I want to make altars. And God promises that if you were to prioritize laying a fresh surrender, that He would come and bless us. Alright, His priorities are not punishment, it's protection. His corrections are not constricting, it's care. You know, each of the coming few weeks, right, we're going to actually break down a key priority that we need to have in our lives. Right? If you're here, come for the next three weeks, okay? Because all these three weeks all tie in together. The first week, we're actually going to talk, next week, we're going to talk about how we can actually, instead of living based on the words we hear around us, we want to live our life prioritizing the Word of God that's going to bring stability in our lives. Two weeks after that, we're going to talk about, instead of living a life based on a mentality focused on, the, on myself, we're going to live a life based on a mentality focused on the Kingdom of God. And then the last week, we're going to talk about instead of living today as just a normal day, we're going to live our lives in the light of eternity. Alright? Uh, we need priorities. We need priorities. Uh, this is just the, the last like, story here before and then after that, we're going to pray. Uh, and, you know, even as it's preparing and everything, like, like it's not just like a duty to me. I, I was really feeling this message because uh, I'm, I'm, I, I succumb to feelings like a lot, honestly. Like, uh, I, I, I eat what feels good to me. Like, I, I, I don't do what don't, doesn't feel good. I, 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 we're, we're all humans, right? We're all like, we all do that at the same level. Oh my gosh, you look so much like Adriel. Like, you, you went quite in the middle between episode E and you look like Adriel. Oh my word. Okay, okay, sorry, sorry. I thought it was Adriel. Sorry. Um, okay. Uh, I, I need to change that. I cannot do that in the middle of the sermon. Um, yeah, it, uh, and as I was repairing like this this series, uh, like okay, I'm not old, but like one of the things that I that one of the benefits of being 25 now is that like I've seen like decisions I made when I was 13 and how like it's like uh, came up over time, right? You just get the benefit of like 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 seeing things like track out over time, uh, and I remember that like uh, I have a friend that was in JC. Uh, in JC, all my friends were getting together. I don't know if it's the stress or anything, but everyone was getting together in the relationships. And my friend actually, like, he's a very close friend of mine. He actually got together with this girl who's not, not a Christian. So he's a Christian, right? But he's not a Christian. Uh, but the girl wasn't a Christian. And you know, at that time, right, because you're JC and everything is like just fun and everything, I was like, Oi, wah, 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 okay, I'll go study on. Then like, we were just like disturbed here and everything. Uh, and then, like, so I, I didn't like really say anything. I just kind of like, like, you know, this vibe, and then maybe it'll end, maybe it doesn't end. Uh, and then like they didn't end, so, so like they, they they kept going. Eh. They they really like. I mean, it's a testament of love, like, I guess it's really they are really solid like people. But you know, uh, I was just talking to him like over like, over last year. Uh, like one of the like biggest struggles with him now is that like he actually needs to decide in terms of like um, like his house. And I know maybe this is not a struggle that all of us face here, but I want you to just imagine it me, okay? Like if you want to buy a house, right? You actually need to like get together and then like. Or you can wait very long until you're single and 35, then you can buy a house. But then, like, if you wanna, you get together someone and then you buy a house. And so now he's like, they're in that place of deciding, like, the house to buy. And it's such an issue for him now. Because, like, he, he, he's like, saying, okay, if, I, if I'm gonna marry you, then, like, like our priorities align. Like, this is where, like, it really hits the road. You know, if I was discussing with him, right, he actually own self admitted that, like, although I love God, like, 
I also have a responsibility to her and it's probably more likely that like I would step back from my faith than than, than break out with her because there's just such a long time that they had with the girl and you know it's like none of us wants like all of us wants to love God all of us wants to be passionate about God all of us wants to like like but then it's such a real situation as I was hearing him right I just decided like I wish I said something you know I wish in JC I wasn't just so dumb and like eh, but like to actually stop and like bro I, I think you need to make a priority here and I know what to say to him right I was a connect group leader like, like I knew what to say I had to like tell him I had to go pam pam with the truth but I decided not to do that and now at 16 uh, at 25 he's regretting the decision he made at 16 how much more would we regret a decision at 70 uh, a decision we make at 13 when we are 70 you know what's the dream the dream is that every single one of us punch the person beside you right now say you we want to be 70 years old and so in love with God we want to be 70 years old and so passionate about God we want to be 70 years old and saying, God, Lord, you're doing something new in my life. God, what is the next challenge? God, where do you want to send me? We want to be 70 and so passionate about God. We, I want to see all of us, you know. The, 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 the win is not that we're all just here right now, like singing like, like songs and everything. But, but when we're 70, all loving God. Maybe we're not singing phenomena. Maybe we're not singing like all these crazy songs. Maybe we are. Maybe we are in our wheelchair and we're like, da, 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 da. like we're like, all oh, like, maybe, maybe that's possible. But when we are all, when we are, when we are like, just at the end, we want to be like, okay, God, I served you my whole life. God, I love you so much still, right? And you know how we get there at 70 is when we're 13 years old, we're deciding that we're going to lay down some key priorities and we're going to cover it through the series. 13 affects 70. And through this month, I promise you, press in today. I mean, there's some of you guys that you're going to lay down things in your life that's going to actually just going to, it's just going to shape you, right? It's just going to like a up, right? It's going to just going to bring you forth. And that's it for this week. We hope you've been inspired and challenged to reach your generation for Jesus. Do check out www.theedge.org for more information, updates, and resources.